0: Beloved Bhagwan, the times I feel closest to you, and through you, the times that I feel this existence, come to me in an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. For those precious moments, all my neurosis just evaporates. Can you speak on the alchemy of gratefulness? Deva Abhyana. Gratefulness is certainly the most precious alchemical process If it takes possession of you, then naturally all kinds of neurosis, psychosis or any other psychopathology will evaporate. for the simple reason that gratefulness consists of few fundamentals of a spiritual awakening, the first that you are needed by the existence, man's greatest need is to be needed. And if you can feel that even trees and the moon and the sun and the stars all need you, without you this existence will miss something, will not be complete. Although you are so small, almost nothing. But unless you were needed, you would not have been here. There must be some essential need which you are fulfilling. Without you there will be a gap which nobody else can fulfill. You are not replaceable. No man is. No rose bush is no blood of grass is. Nothing in the world is replaceable. Such unique individuality has been conferred on you This is the first element which brings gratefulness to your heart. The second, that you are so unworthy, so undeserving, you have done nothing to have this dignity to be part of this beautiful existence. The feeling of your nothingness, the feeling of your Almost a nobody. Still, the existence goes on sovereign its love. Not that you deserve, not that you are. in any way have earned it, but simply it is the nature of existence, its overflowing joy, its overflowing love, its overflowing nourishment, its playfulness, and it goes on giving without asking anything in return. Its greatness, its vastness, our smallness, our thinness, its abundance and our nobodiness immediately create a deep heartfelt feeling of gratitude. This feeling brings immense grace to you. It brings beauty. It brings a certain sound to your being. It gives you suddenly Wings to fly in the sky. Just the seer miracle of it that you are nothing and the whole existence is available with all its treasures to you. It is unbelievable. What can you do? You don't have anything of your own, except being deep gratitude. To me, this is the only prayer. All other prayers are manufactured by men. This is the only prayer that arises out of you as if fragrance arises from flowers. A prayer that is not said. Not expressed in words, but is lived in each of your actions, in each of your gestures, it is expressed. You have a tremendous reverence for life. Out of this reverence non-violence arises. Out of this reverence a love for peace and a rebelliousness against all war and all destruction arises. This prayer is nothing but a silent thank you. but its alchemical impact on your being is immeasurable. Abhiyana, you are asking, The times I feel closest to you and through you, the times that I feel this existence come to me in an overwhelming feeling of gratitude. For those precious moments all my neurosis just evaporates. everybody is suffering from some kind of neurosis. Until one is enlightened, one should remember that he cannot be totally sane, Some insanity in some corner of his being is bound to be there. But if you feel a deep gratitude towards existence, In that gratitude you are cleaned and washed away. You are no more. And when you are no more, where your neurosis can remain? You are needed absolutely if you want your neurosis to exist. Your neurosis is nothing but the shadow of your ego, and in gratitude the ego disappears, and its shadow disappears automatically. The crowded elevators in an old New York building refused to budge. The operator opened and closed the gates and pressed the buttons several times, but still the lift refused to budge. Then again he opened the lift, and a very little old lady got out. Presto, the elevator began to ascend. But not before the passengers heard, the little old lady exclaimed, It is not that I weigh so much, but it is that I have so much on my mind today. <laughs>
1: that
0: mind is your neurosis. and everybody has so much. That is your weight. That old woman was right. In gratitude your mind is no more. Because the mind can exist with doubt, The mind can exist with anger, the mind can exist with hate, the mind can exist with any kind of neurosis, but the mind cannot exist with innocence, with humbleness, with gratitude, with love, with meditation. And wherever mind is absent, you are sane. Mind is your insanity. And the alchemy of gratefulness is it dissolves your mind, it evaporates your ego, it makes you absent in a sense and present in another sense, absent as a personality and present as an individuality absent as somebody and present as nobody. Jaime Goldberg was talking to a friend. It is not easy to get ahead in this world. He said, as a boy, I started out at the bottom. I struggled, worked, sweated, climbing the ladder of life hand over hand, rung by rung, and now asked his friend, you are a great success? Well, no. Admitted Goldberg, but I am a mighty good at climbing ladders. (laughs) What is your success? anyway it makes you mighty good at climbing ladders what else it can be you can be a president of a country or a prime minister of a country but what it is in actuality it is nothing but an exercise in climbing a ladder hand by hand, rung by rung. But where you reach? At the top of the ladder and there is nothing. There comes the end of the street. You cannot go back because that is embarrassing. You cannot go further because there is no further. I was very close to a chief minister, his sons had been my colleagues in the university, and because of them I had become acquainted with the old man. He was an old freedom fighter, and he told one day to me, he was very sick and there was danger in the air, that he may die. Doctors were not certain whether he will survive or not. But the old man said, make it sure that whether I am sick Are healthy, but I remain the chief minister. I want to die as chief minister. It will be too hard for me to die if my chief ministership is gone. I said. What does it matter to a man who is going to die, whether he is chief minister or not? He said it matters. It matters much. My whole life I have struggled to reach to this post. and I want to die at the highest peak of my success. With government honors, seven-day holidays, national flags everywhere down, In respect, I don't want to die just like any ordinary man. I am not afraid of death, that old man said to me, but I am afraid that while I am sick, my colleagues, who deep down are all my enemies, must be trying to pull my legs and while I am not able to fight with them, somebody may try to take over the chief ministership. his deputy chief minister was also known to me because when I was a student he was vice-chancellor of that university. I said, don't be worried, I will go to the Deputy Chief Minister, who is really the danger for you, and who is trying that while you are sick, he should not miss the opportunity. At least he should be declared by the president of the country to be the acting chief minister. That will be the first step and then the second step that because you are too old and too sick you are not able to function you are not in a state to function then he will manage to be declared not only as acting chief minister, but really as chief minister. I will go to him, you don't be worried. And that's what was going on in the house of the deputy chief minister. The whole cabinet was there, they were all trying to manipulate the situation how to convince the president of the country that the old chief minister is too old and too sick, and the deputy chief minister is a far more intelligent politician, a better organizer, and he should be given the chance immediately. I told the deputy chief minister that that old man is almost on the verge of death, and I want you to just wait at least one week, not more than that. Because I have talked to his doctor, he says that I cannot say to them, but I don't think he will survive more than a week. And his only desire, his last desire is to die as the chief minister. So why? And you have been always a colleague, a friend, a follower of that old man. He has appointed you as the deputy chief minister. Just wait for seven days. you will not lose anything, but his last wish will be fulfilled. He thought for a moment and said, okay, then seven days exactly. I said, do you mean I have to kill him in seven days? (laughs) I will try. But you should not be so ugly and so harsh with your own boss. Just one day more or one day less, but he is going to die, that much is certain. Now don't force me to kill him, just within the days exactly seven, if he dies in eight days, just one day waiting will not disturb anything He said, I have told you seven days means seven days. And just because you have come, I cannot refuse. I have always loved you as my student. Fortunately, the old man died the fourth day. I had such a relief. (laughs) Otherwise I had to do something because his last wish has to be fulfilled. But how poor are these people? And what is their ultimate achievement? Just they have learned climbing the ladders. And then they are sitting on the ladders which lead nowhere and they don't want to come down because they don't want to be nobodies. These are the most irreligious people in the world. That's why I am so much against the politicians. I am against the priests and the politicians because these are the two who are the most irreligious people in the world. And both are having a deep conspiracy. They support each other. For centuries they have been supporting each other. One has political power, another has the power of numbers, and both together can manage to keep the whole mankind in slavery. They have kept up to now. The authentic religious man has to rebel against these two and their conspiracy against humanity. If you can remember. As much as possible. This state of gratitude is slowly, slowly. It will penetrate in your blood, in your bones, in your marrow. then there will be no need to remember. Then it will be simply there, like breathing, like the heart beats. Then you can be certain that you have arrived home. Now there is nowhere to go. You have achieved the unachievable, you have found the ultimate secret of life, now you are not just a part of existence but the whole of it. The day one understands that I am spread all over the existence, Then when trees dance, I am dancing. And when the wind blows and sings songs amongst the trees, it is my song. and when the ocean roars in the full moon night, I am not separate from it. This is the moment mystics have been calling when the observer becomes the observed, when the knower becomes the known, when the seer becomes the seen, when the duality between subject and object disappears, when you are the world, The Upanishads say, Aham Brahmasmi." I am the whole. This is not a declaration of ego. It is a declaration of absolute egolessness. This is the path, pathless path, Are the gate, gateless gate. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to move even a single inch. you can relax right now and it is yours. It has always been yours, just you have been asleep, awake, and claim your birthright. Religion is not anybody's monopoly. It is everybody's birthright. It has no name, no church, no organization. It is a sheer rebellion against all churches, all organizations, all scriptures and meeting existence directly and immediately in innocence, in gratitude, in love, in a deep communion. This is the prayer I would like to spread all over the Earth, because this is the only prayer that can save it. Okay, Bhima? Yes, Bhagwan. Here in my
1: heart Your blessings are shining